This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you as we commit this meeting unto thy mighty hand. We ask for your word to bring forth healing, your word to bring forth revelations, your word to bring forth understanding and knowledge of who you are. So that your names will continue to be glorified all days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The message this morning is titled, Dwelling in His Presence. And we are taking our text from the book of Psalms, chapter 16, verse 11. Dwelling in His Presence. And I read, book of Psalms, chapter 16, verse 11. That will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And the presence of the Lord is what? Fullness of joy. At the right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And I pray you will not only enjoy the fullness of joy in his presence, you will enjoy the fullness of abundance too in Jesus' name. Amen. Why is the Lord talking about his presence always? Say, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. We tell him, always come into my presence. Why is he always particular about coming to his presence? The presence of God talks about the nature of God. Dwelling in his presence talks about the attributes of God. If you must succeed on this journey he brought us on this earth for, you must dwell in his presence. We have the supernatural world, we have the natural world. So when we talk about dwelling in his presence, we are talking about the supernatural world and the natural world. We are in the natural world. The God that created the earth is of the supernatural. And for the supernatural realm, he controls the natural realm. We are equally created to dwell in the supernatural realm and in the natural realm. But for us to succeed in the task, there are something he has given to us on earth. We must know who we are and we must exercise that empowerment the Lord has given to us. As a supernatural being to dwell and prevail over natural situations in the natural realm. When we talk about the supernatural realm, where well, most of us believe that God exists, exists in the supernatural, but equally exists in the natural. But when we talk about supernatural realm, most of us say, okay, it's heaven. So, in the heavenly aspect of life, what is it that exists in the heavenly realm? One, holiness. He said, without holiness, no one can do what? So everything about it, holiness, righteousness, godliness. In his presence in heaven, everything is rooted in holiness. In his presence in heaven, we will never find corruption. What we find in heaven is perfection. In his presence in heaven, we will never find flesh or what we call carnality. Rather, what we find there is the fruit of the spirit. What you'll find in abundance in his presence in heaven is love. You'll find joy in abundance. You'll find peace in abundance. You'll find long-suffering. You'll find gentleness. You'll find goodness. You'll find faith, meekness, and temperance. In his presence, you'll find praises, worship, reverence, adoration. And that's why most of the Lord say, worship me, praise me. When God is saying to worship him, to praise him, he wants you to be elevated to the realm of being in his presence. 
Because you cannot come before his presence with all those earthly luggage. Worry, anxiety, fear, unbelief, doubt. No, you can't come to his presence. You must drop them. You must drop them. You cannot come before his presence with carnality, with pride, hatred, anger, malice. No. Everything about his presence is about purity. Always tell people in his presence there are fullness of joy. And one day the Holy Spirit reminded me that in my presence, you have fullness of everything in abundance you need in this earth. In his presence, fullness of perfection, fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of greatness, prosperity, anything you need is in his presence. Because there is so much to gain from his presence. This psalm he said in Psalm 122, verse 1. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of who? The house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord, you are taught how to connect to his presence. In the house of the Lord, you are taught how to dwell in his presence. In the house of the Lord, you are taught how to prevail, overcome, survive this earth by being in his presence. The psalmist said in Psalm 91, verse 1. That he that dwell in secret place of the most high abided under the shadow of the almighty he that dwelleth in the secret place he that dwelleth in the presence of the lord the secret place of the most high god is dwelling in his presence the psalmist said in psalm 27 verse 4 and 5 he said one thing do i desire and that i will seek after that i will dwell in the house of the lord i will dwell in the presence of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of his holiness and to inquire in his temple as long as i dwell in his presence in the day of trouble he will hide me as long as i dwell in his presence in the day of trouble he will hide me in the secret place of his tabernacle as long as i dwell in his presence in the day of trouble he will set my feet upon the rock when god says your feet upon the rock that means enemies can never reach out to you again he makes you the breeze that no power can trap. He places you out of the reach of your enemies. That whatever water they call you, they will never see you. Because you are dwelling in his presence. In his presence. Because he's the head of principalities and powers. No courtly grammar can, can reach you in his presence. No matter how they call your names in the night. Summon your spirit. In the morning, they see you walking up and down. And they begin to wonder. What happened? We thought we stopped him in the night. We stopped, we called his name seven times. We stopped, we, we, we are finished with him last night. Why is he still alive? It's because somebody is dwelling in his presence. And I pray you never step out from his presence in Jesus' name. His presence is where we belong. When we dwell in his presence and decree a thing, whatever thing we decree must be established. Whether the devil likes it or not. But in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And the air was without form and was void. And that was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke and something happened. And God said, son, my daughter, I've only given you the power that that shall be created. It shall be established. I've given you the power to pray like father, like son. Like father, like daughter. That whatever thing you decree, the way I decree, and it comes to power, that's the same way you decree, and it will happen. Amen. The devil knows the authority you enjoy by being in his presence. That is why every day he's fighting to make sure you don't have access to his presence, to make sure you don't dwell in his presence. Because he knows the only way he can succeed in by making sure that you don't succeed in life is by.
bringing you out of his presence. I will say this morning that he's coming late in your life. Amen. When our father declared in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 all that he said manifested and God said let there be light and what there was light. Everything he said throughout Genesis chapter 1 manifested. When he said in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and God formed man from dust of the earth and breathed into the natural man the breath of life man became a living soul. It happened. Man came into existence. In the supernatural realm. Luke chapter 1 verse 7 he said with God all things are what? Possible. In his presence everything is possible. In his presence there is no impossibilities in his presence. He ordained that everything that is possible in heaven is equally possible on earth. I know the thought I think towards you said the Lord. He has a, a wonderful thought, wonderful vision, wonderful purpose, wonderful plan for you and I. And God created us to be like him, like father, like son. The Lord wants us to use our heavenly authority, heavenly empowerment to rule and reign over this earth. We are ordained to use our heavenly authority to prevail over impossible situations on earth. But one cannot live a victorious life on earth. If we don't have these heavenly attributes and empowerment, God's purpose is for us to key into what is obtainable in heaven and download it on earth and rule and reign. Key into holiness, righteousness, and godliness. Key into the fruit of the spirit. Absorb it as a spirit. Come into the earth. Utilize it as human beings and prevail on earth. When you're able to have access, contact, receive those heavenly blessings, no power can stop you on earth. The supernatural controls the natural. Come with me to the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God found man of the dust of the ground. He found man of the dust of the ground. The body of man, the organs of man are formed from the dust of the ground. That is in the natural aspect of man. And breathed into his nurseries, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He released his breath of life and empowerment into man. Man became a living soul. That is the spiritual aspect of man. So man is made up of a natural nature and a supernatural nature. What God formed on the ground, that has to do with man, is the body of man and his organs. The breath he released unto you, it's supernatural nature as God that makes you a living being. So man has the authority to live in the supernatural and in the natural. Man is 50% earthly and 50% spiritual. The supernatural aspect of man is the breath of life God released upon man that made man a living soul. Without these breaths, man will become lifeless. So the power that gives life unto man and activate the whole nature or function of man on earth is from heaven and it's from God. Most often we don't understand this. We think that our survival on earth is by our own might and power. What empowers our existence on earth is from the supernatural, from God. No matter what we think that is keeping us, most people think that they can acquire earthly power, occultism, and all these things. They think that is what is protecting them? No. The day the Lord said, this is the end, that will be the end. Without the breath of God, man will be lifeless. Any day this power is withdrawn 
Once right of existence on earth expires. In other words, our existence on earth is dependent on the authority and approval of heaven because man is 50% spiritual. The day he withdraws the spiritual aspect of man, what you begin to hear will be ash to ash, dust to dust, earth to earth. The day the Lord withdraws the 50% aspect of man, which is spiritual, man becomes nothing but ash. Because the owner of man has taken back the soul and mind of man. Your heart, which is part of your function, part of your organs, will go back to the earth. That's why he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Your heart belongs to the natural, belongs to the earth. You can feel the heart. Doctors can tell you about your heartbeat. The doctors cannot tell you about your soul nor your mind. Because your soul and your mind is spiritual, belongs to God. We are encouraged to dwell in his presence always. So that what the Lord has ordained for us or called us to do on earth will be perfectly concluded. Because if we don't dwell in his presence, the devil can terminate this journey anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? You said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Three things there. Three things. Your heart is of your body. Your heart is of your body. Your heart is with the natural. Keep the heart with all diligence. The devil is interested in one's heart. Remove controlling the mind, the heart, to get what he wants. Heart is a physical thing. The heart of the king is the hand of the Lord. Heart is a physical thing. A natural thing. But your soul and your mind are supernatural. They are not tangible things. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So God is still showing you both you are made up of the natural and of the supernatural. You are of heaven, you are of the earth. So we are seeing the two aspects of man's existence on earth. We are seeing the spiritual and we are seeing the physical aspect of man. John chapter 3, I'm reading from verse 30, I will read verse 30 and 31. It must increase while I must decrease. It's mandatory that I increase in certain aspect of my life. It's equally mandatory I decrease in certain aspect of my life. There are things that are needful that must increase in my life. And there are things that must go down out of my life. Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Dying daily to, to those things that must decrease. That must get out of my life. Because if they don't get out of my life, if they don't die, the devil will have the rule over my life. He will reign. Those things must decrease. They must die. So that the spirit of God will prevail. 31. He that cometh from above is above all. And he that is of the earth is earthly. And speaketh of the earth, he that cometh from heaven is above all. The earth speaketh of things that are earthly. That's why flesh and carnality is always speaking to the body because they are earthly. And they speak earthly language. Flesh cannot speak heavenly language. Immorality cannot speak heavenly language. Carnality, anger, malice, hatred cannot speak heavenly language. Assassination, robbery, cannot speak heavenly language. 
They speak the language of the earth because they belong to the earth. That has to do with the human nature. So they must decrease. They must decrease. He says it's mandatory they must decrease. The things that are spiritual must increase. The spiritual aspect of our lives must increase. The thing that has to deal with holiness. Because the thing that comes from above is above all. The holiness that comes from above is above all. The righteousness that comes from above is above all. The goodness that comes from above is above all. The fruit of the spirit that comes from above is above all. Everything that is from above is above all. And we must increase in the fruit of the spirit. We must increase in holiness. We must increase in godliness. Because the heat that comes from above. The gift that comes from above, everything that comes from above, the virtue from above is above anything comparable to the natural earth. We are of heaven and we are of this earth. Things about heaven, things that are above are things of heaven, must keep on increasing in our lives. Why things of the earth, flesh and carnality, must keep on dying, they must keep on decreasing. Apostle Paul said, These things die daily in my life. I die daily to these things. The Bible says must. It's not optional. It didn't say should. It didn't say shall. It said must. Things of the spirit must increase. Things of the earth must decrease. For us to survive and dwell victoriously over situations on earth, our soul and mind must keep on increasing on heavenly things. Our soul and mind. After the abundance of the heart, they must speak it. We must have control over our hearts. We must have control over our minds. We must make sure that we feed our heart, our mind, our soul. We have other things. When our heart, our soul, minds are garnished, we have other things. We find ourselves to be dwelling in his presence always. And every impossibility becomes possible because with God all things are what? Possible. When these heavenly functions are active in our lives, we are then dwelling in his presence. You cannot wear his presence if the earthly things are controlling one's life. Because we are ordained, we are equipped and empowered to prevail over every situation by dwelling in his presence. You must know who you are. We are called to rule and reign. He said, let us make a man after our image and after our likeness. That is God's purpose for man. The devil said, no. God created man in his image and likeness. To look like him. If God open your eyes, you see his presence. You will not see his face actually. But you see perfection. But you can't behold him. Not a tangible person. When he was on earth, you could reach out to him. If you see him, he has the nature of man. The way we look, that's the way God looks. The devil does not want you to look like God. Because your continuous appearance in the image and likeness of God makes him a failure on earth because as long as you have this image and likeness of god you're a man of authority and power he's afraid of the word that comes out from your mouth so the first thing he does when you join his kingdom is to declassify you out of the level of human beings so that person is given the form of a bed to fly which is fly they said the form you will take are they cats or rats or war gecko or dogs, goods, snakes, fishes? So that you don't have that image and likeness of God. He demotes that person to animal, level of reptiles, birds. 
He knows the power you carry as the image and likeness of God. He will draw that power from you. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he comes to steal, kill, destroy everything that makes God in you. John chapter 10 verse 34 said, Is it not written in your Lord that you are what? God. He comes to steal anything. See, kill and destroy. That makes you God. Because for you to survive and excel, you must put on the appearance of a God. You must confess like God. You must decree like God. You must act, move, reason like your father. So if you belong to that kingdom, you have an opportunity to come out from that kingdom and be promoted to the level of human beings again. That is the devil's position about man. Why God ordained and created man his image and likeness to rule, to reign and prevail over the earth. The devil rose to challenge this commandment of God. He was Lucifer. In heaven, he wasn't Satan. He was Lucifer. And God, in charge of the choir, God gave him his track of operation, plans of employment. And God decided to open up his new empire called Eds. God said, I have a empty plot of land I need to develop. Call it. Let me develop the earth in Genesis chapter 1. And Lucifer said, Okay, I think I'm the rightful person to manage that earth. And God said, No, I already have my program, plan. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the thought I think towards you, man. I already have a plan for man. Somebody who I'm going to create in my image and likeness. You are angelic beings. You're angelic beings. But I want to create human beings. I want to create something lower than me and place them in authority. I want to create people I can call my children. God does not call ages his children. People I can call my sons and daughters. I want to create them. I want to have a family on earth. The devil say no. I have served you as an archangel. As the one in charge of praises. Worshipping you every day. Bound before you. I don't think it's too much for you to make me in charge of the earth. God said, no, I have my plan. The devil rebelled. We wanted of the angels because of you. You see, the pain God goes through when we see us aligned with the devil. When we listen to the devil instead of him. Number one, the devil never wanted you to be created. He never wanted man to be created. That's up to today. He hates man with a passion. Why will you not go and join his kingdom? Somebody that never wanted you to be created. Once he sees you, he sees God. And sees you as the image and likeness of God. He sees that you have the power to destroy him. Anything he wants to do to steal and destroy. That is why. Why will you go and join his kingdom? Why will you obey his standard on earth? And he rebelled. He was demoted with some of his evil angels. That honorable name of Lucifer was withdrawn from him. In the name of Satan. Destroyer. Accuser of brethren was given to him. And God created you and I and told us to exercise dominion, authority, created us in his image and likeness that God could come down in the cool of the evening after a hard day's work. He will come down to relate with his family. The same way we go home in the evening to relate with our families. Unfortunately, he came down home one day. Adam and Eve, where are my children? Adam, Adam, where are you? The devil had given a final blow. The devil had struck. Dismantled his setup. The devil knew for Adam he will not be able to penetrate. You know what he did? 
he made sure Adam was not around. He went to Eve. Eve listening. Be careful the conversations you're listening to on earth. What voice has been speaking to Adam and Eve? The voice of their mentor, the voice of Jesus Christ, the voice of Abba Father, the voice of the Holy Spirit has been speaking to them. But that day, Eve decided to listen to another voice. Be careful the strange voice you're listening to. When God created man, angels were happy that man was created. Angels shouted, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Angels marveled. Come with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, from verse 5. For unto the angels had he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. He refused to hand over the world unto the angels. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that David stays him. Angels marvel. You couldn't give us control of the earth. What makes man so special? That everything about man. You are so particular. You are always with man. You are always visiting man. The only thing you think about on this earth is man. I want you to understand. God's biggest project on earth is you. Amen. You are God's biggest project on earth. It's not lions. It's not dogs. He created and called them animals, reptiles, different names. But you, created in his image and likeness. He said, thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Yes, because you brought him on earth to live on earth. Thou crowned him, with, but you crowned the same man with glory and honor. And neither set him over the works of thy hands. You made him a little lower than us because we are in heaven with you. You brought him to this earth. But you crowned him with glory honor beyond what we even enjoy as angels and made us even messengers of man and he set him over the walls of the hands it that has put all things in subjection unto his feet god has put everything under our feet behold he has given me the power to throw upon what serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means do what hurt put all things in subjection under his feet for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. There was nothing he didn't put under man. But now we see, not yet all things put under him. But now, be, unfortunately, the enemy came forth and stole this authority God gave to man. Enemy came. God created and put everything under the control of man. Lucifer was demoted and sent as Satan to the earth. A man was made in control of Satan. Until man disobeyed. His rebellion led to his demotion to the earth under man. So when the devil sees man, he sees God in man. Anytime he sees man, he's filled with hatred. He's filled with hatred. Each time he sees man, because of this man, God demoted me. Because of this man, I was sent away from heaven. Because of this man, I'm condemned to hell. Because of man, he hates man with a passion. So when he manipulates man, a man decides to parley with him. The next thing, he removes you from the level of human being. Classify you at the level of animals. That's why you see witches fly in the night. Or culture people, marine, different forms of animal, sea nature, reptiles. Because you cannot be man and stand in his kingdom. The devil works her daily to steal, to kill, to destroy anything about man. His daily work is to separate man from the presence of God by glorifying flesh. 
exploring flesh, announcing flesh in different forms. So many Christians are hooked onto the internet every day. They're enrolling, getting initiated through internet. What somebody cannot do in the house of God when he's within the church, when he goes there, go and check the internet. You see all kinds of things Christians are doing in the name of media, internet, in the name of want to go social. They drop the armor. They post all kinds of things in the media. We all kinds of things. Put all kinds of pictures. Say all kinds of words. Connect people they shouldn't connect. The people God has cut off from you. Through separation. You put your name. You connect back to them again. And they begin to feed you. Gradual. Small, small doctrines. You think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters. A little drop. See, if your faith is as small as the mustard seed. Those things they drop could look as small as the mustard seed. They want it to grow. And take over your soul and mind. Say, study to be quiet. Live a moderate life as a child of God. The Lord said, the enemy has brought different forms to move people to hell. I'm not saying the internet is bad. But you have limitation as a child of God. He said, be you separate. Evil communication corrupts. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. He that is at least of the earth. He's working very hard. Activating immorality. Fornication and adultery. Activating pride, malice, hatred, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, by activating hidden and secret sins, evil activities in man. Because he wants man to remain in hell with him. You know, as long as this is activated in man, man is out of the presence of the Lord. The battle of life is both spiritual and physical. Survivor is determined in the mind. The heart of man deals with the physical earthly aspect of life so we are always drawn to the carnal and fleshy things the mind and the soul deals with the spiritual aspect of man his aim is to remove us from that image blot out that image and likeness of god by making sure we dwell in carnality and flesh the devil is still struggling with man over the pollution of the earth all of us want a journey to this earth and for us to excel we must dwell in the presence of god it says, submit yourself unto the Lord. When you dwell in his presence, you are submitting yourself unto the Lord. And when you submit yourself unto his presence, you will receive the empowerment to resist the devil. When the empowerment comes, because Jesus Christ was always in the presence of his father, he was able to resist. And when he resisted, the devil had to flee. In the book of Matthew, the devil departed. But if you are not in his presence, you won't have the empowerment, the strength, the willpower, to stand the next you begin to see sin as a natural aspect of life sin becomes like a daily life to you sin doesn't matter again you won't even be ashamed to dwell in sin it becomes a part of your life because that is what the devil wants you to do that is what the earth is all about he wants you to do it according to earthly level operating carnality the world will not accept anything that is in heaven the world has their own system and constitution. The earth has its own constitution. Heaven has its own constitution. That's why God made you 50% heavenly being. 50% earthly being. With what you have from the supernatural, you are able to exercise authority. Because the supernatural determines the natural. The breath of God in you that made you a living soul gives you authority over everything on earth. The mind and soul God has given to you gives you authority over your heart on earth so that when you see those things that are not of heaven 
He said, no, no, no. It's a strange language. It's a strange language. It's not for us who are coming from heaven. We have our own terms of reference. We have our own condition. We have our own rules. We cannot relate. We cannot move along with this system of the world. Because light and darkness cannot work together. We must dwell in his presence. If we must overcome the battle of life. God has raised his prophets to teach, to guide us. To lead us to the promised land. That was why in the beginning he raised prophets in the Old Testament. who were using the prophets to guide his children in Israel. He said, those that would believe in his prophet, they will prosper. They will make it. The kings that believed and honored his prophet, they rule very well. But the kings that killed, many kings killed his prophet. Because they didn't want supernatural involvement in the kingdom of affairs on earth. They wanted to rule according to earthly measures. So they closed supernatural access to their kingdom by killing their prophets. Those kings. You know how most of them died. Ahab and so many of them, how they died. But those that knew who they are, 50% or 50% down, had access their soul, their mind was always communicating with our guy in heaven. They were able to exercise authority on earth. I want you to understand, as long as you're in the presence of God, no matter the situation you're going through in life, one day that situation must expire. Because you have authority. It's a battle of faith. It's a battle of faith. You must overcome by faith. The enemy operates through what we see, what we hear, what we feel, the five sensory organs. So he gave us a prophet. And in the New Testament, for 400 years, God did not speak between Malachi and um, Matthew. 400 years. Because of the multitude of sin on earth. He was so angry. But our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came to the rescue. He said, like the job is too much for prophets alone. So he created more offices. More offices. Apostolic office. He created pastoral, evangelical, Make some teachers so that we can be able to cover. The harvest is plentiful, but laborers are what? Few. So he created more offices. Prophets are called to guide us, to teach us how to do his presence, how to make it. Those kings that submitted to him, they made it. Those who are submitting to him up to date, they are making it in Jesus' name. The supernatural determines the natural. When our spirit, soul, our minds are saturated with the fruit of the spirit, saturated with holiness, which is in the supernatural, we are flooded here on earth. And when we walk in it, our victory is very much assured in this earth. Therefore, we don't want you to prevail. He makes sin look as if it's sweet. He makes carnality look as if it's sweet. He brings different kind of fashion, brings different kind of designs. And you see children of God jumping into it, jumping, say it's fashion, going naked on the streets, wearing kinds of dresses, and they say it's fashion. All of them to destroy man. It's appointed unto man to die once. And after that, judgment. Hebrew 9, verse 27. God's purpose for man, for us to come on this earth, exercise his signs and wonders, his power, his authority finish our mission on earth and go back to continue with him in heaven. That is purpose for us. The devil has his own vision too. His vision for man, come here and get ensnared by him, trapped by him. Instead of going back to your creator, he wants you 
to go back to hell with him. I pray none of us will find our way to hell in Jesus' name. Amen. Each time you are having a quiet time, be then true prayer, be then true fasting, be then true life of adoration, praises, worship. As long as they are rooted in holiness, you are dwelling in his presence. You are dwelling in his presence. When you are doing his work, according to his commandment, he says, if you love me, keep my commandment. You are dwelling in his presence. They lie thyself in the prince of the Lord and you grant it their hard desire. Each time you are doing things that are in accordance with his ways, you are dwelling in his presence. We cannot succeed without being in his presence. We need your help. We cannot help ourselves. But we know there is nothing your blood cannot do. But it make us to be rooted in your presence so that your name will be glorified. For no one can share the glory with you over our lives. We have had the message. If you are here and you have not given your life to Christ, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to give your life to Christ. For the word of God declared that all have seen and fallen short of his glory. If you have not given your life to Christ, whatever you are, please raise your hand. All heads bow. Have a wonderful opportunity. Raise your hand wherever you are so that we can walk in agreement with you and lead you to Christ. And for those of us who are already born again, begin to appreciate the Lord and repent anywhere we have departed from his presence. Let's ask God for mercy. It's time to surrender. That by reason of this altar call, we ask for your blood to cleanse us and prefer us and make us who you want us to be. Unto your glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.